When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Boston Garden. And now, let's meet the starters for the Boston Celtics. Celtics Stuff Live. With your hosts, Justin Poulin and John Duke. Welcome to Celtic Stuff Live on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider of audio and video coverage for the Boston Celtics. I'm Justin, he's John, and we're here without Gordon Hayward. Yeah, that's probably the headliner. Uh, it's a tough headliner because the Celtics are rolling. They've won eight straight since an opening night loss to Philadelphia 76ers when I told John that game was a sloppy, ugly game, but I thought the team was very encouraging, and they have been encouraging, and here they are fighting through injuries once again, but tacking on the wins and being a whole lot of fun to watch. Jalen Brown earning his money after he had to be sidelined for, what, three games, I think it was, with an illness, and then the game that John and I watch tonight as we record for you to listen in the morning is a nice victory over the Dallas Mavericks where, well, really... Uh, the Celtics were a little sloppy. Jason Tatum was totally cold. Kemba Walker got hot in the second, then got injured. So there's another one to talk about, and hopefully that doesn't linger. But also the refs, little funky, funky in this one. But it's like Mike Gorman says, it's never fun to watch him shoot free throws down the stretch in a slowed game. Didn't actually wind up happening like it seemed like it was going to with about six and a half, maybe seven and a half minutes left in the game, getting into the bonus. But it didn't wind up being a crazy free throw shooting contest, but it definitely had the ability to be and probably would have been normally. But like our friend Mike says, it's no fun to watch the game end that way. So that I'm glad, very so glad it did not. Yeah. And, you know, that was a that was a really the game was – I thought there was a good game going on there, uh, but the refs really took all the took a lot of the flow out of the game. There was there was some real back and forth. Obviously, Doncic had, you know, his thing going on there for a while. But, look, I mean, the main thing that I took away from this is not only did, did they take away the excitement and the fun of the game, but, you know, I think a situation like where Kemba got hurt, like there was so much flow that was missing from the game – it doesn't surprise me at all that somebody got hurt in that environment. And unfortunately, Kemba, I mean, it looks like he's, it's a whiplash situation. It doesn't look like it's anything serious or, you know, miss a lot of time or anything like that. But, but at the same point in time, there are consequences for this, for the way these games are called. And when they take away from the flow for the game, they take away from what is happening on the court to, do something else. Well, wouldn't you say, um, wouldn't you call that an oddly physical game? Like it was really physical, but it didn't have to be. And it wasn't like, it wasn't bad blooded physical. It was one of those games where 
you know, there's a lot of pushing, a little bit of shoving. Like even Jalen got called legitimately on an offensive foul when he didn't need to be pushing somebody uh, for the defensive rebound. The ball caromed back the other way, and there was nobody but Tatum on the other side to corral the board. But at the same time, Jalen kind of puts a little shove. It, it never felt nasty. You know, we've been in games where the physicality has been somewhat nasty, and I and I do think it was over-aggressive physicality. But I think it was because of what you just said. The pace was so funky and nobody got into a flow that they were kind of fighting for every rebound in a very slow game and seeing what they could get away with. Well, yeah, but it also there was I think it was I don't think it was the teams that were dictating it. I think that there was inconsistency in the calls. I think on one time, on one trip down the court, you're you know, it's a continuation on the other, you know, the other time it's not. And it was stuff like that. It was all night. You had players of both teams looking at the at the referees saying, what's the call? What are we doing? What's Late going whistles. on? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Now that was, that was probably as much an issue. And, and when that timing is off, so much of the sports about timing. And when you lose that timing and people don't know what's coming and where it's going and like, it, it throws off everything, and I think everyone gets thrown off by that. Is that a that. younger officiating crew? I don't really keep up on the officials very much, but is that a, is that a younger crew, a newer uh, crew? Uh, two of the three were, yeah. Uh, Eric Lewis is a longtime ref, and he's and, and he's somebody who's you know who's been around the game and um, certainly knows his way around it. But you know, this was just one of those typical midweek. Uh, NBA games where, you know, everyone's every, everyone in the rotation gets out there and sometimes you run into these situations and, you know, you have to play through it, I guess. But it's just unfortunate because I thought really both teams got victimized by the way that game was called. And, and unfortunately, Kemba gets hurt out of it. And that's the thing that kind of is most frustrating to me is that, you know, officials should be looking at when – a play is is creating uh, positive, you know, creating a some sort of um, uh, I don't know advantage. And a lot of times it felt like they were calling it because they had to call it or wanted to call it. And I felt like that's what kind of threw off what you were saying, which was that kind of weird physicality to the game that really was not helpful at times and and just weird. Like I, I don't know how to describe it. It just it was, you know, the, the Tice play when Tice got hurt, you know, it was or when, uh, you know, Grant Williams got pulled down from behind, you know, and it was it was those types of plays I thought that were particularly weird. But but there was a lot of good stuff. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of people are going to talk about Kemba's his eight threes, but I think Jalen was just tremendous in this game. Today. He's earning I mean, his money. All right. Hold on. Before you go to Jalen. Follow Celtic Stuff Live on Twitter at CSL underscore Tweet Live. You can follow me at CSL underscore Justin. John is at CSL underscore Duke. The entire CLNS Media Network at CLNS Media. Facebook.com slash CLNS fans. And download the CLNS Media app for iOS and Android. Simply search CLNS Media in your app marketplace. YouTube.com slash CLNS Media for high-definition, full-length locker room interviews and the Garden Report. Yours truly, Celtic Stuff Live. The round table. <laughs> Jalen Brown, dude, 100%. Here's what's different the most. Somehow he figured out 
on an alley-oop when he's going full steam, how to lay it up soft. Somehow, when he gets around that first pick and turns the corner and drives it into the paint and their second defenders, he's learned when to go up, when to stop and fake, and how to stay in control. And when he goes, and this is probably the most important development, when he goes up, he, he I think, is realizing just how superior his, his athleticism is. When he goes up, he now goes up straight and waits. He, like, hangs in the air, reads what the defender's going to do, and then adjusts instead of trying to do it or out-anticipate the defender. He goes straight up, stays square, waits to see what they're going to do, and then makes the adjustment. And he's dropping those short little jumpers when he's not going right at the attack to the rim. He's dropping those with finesse. If he could just do the free throws, dude would be a perfect package. Honestly, he's on his way. I... I think he's he's on his way and he's making reads and he's the the game is slowing down for him, you know? Like that's the thing to me is like it's so it's so great. Like I, I stepping back from this, you know, just for a second, we heard all all this off season but well can can you know Jalen and Jason play make? You know, can they can they make plays for others? And I thought First of all, I thought, okay, it's it's a reasonable question because no one's seen it, one. But two, part of the issue is they've never had the ball in their hands. They've never been in a, a position where they could show what they were doing. Forget whether or not they did. They never could show what they had. They were always the fourth, fifth option, you know, and certainly Kyrie wasn't letting the ball out of his hands to let someone else make a play. And, and I'm not trying to say he's the only yeah, way. Yeah, but not like Kemba feel that Walker, because Kemba spread well, the ball right, around. Right. And you know what else? It's not just Jalen, though. Look at all the closers on the roster because of the way that Kemba has built up their confidence, disappeared yes. from the offense, even when he's on the floor, let other guys do stuff. Look at Marcus Smart knocking down shots. Jalen taking it to the rim. He even had freaking Wanamaker go up with a left. He should have been an and one in the closing <laughs> minutes of that game in a tightly contested match. And yet, and, and mostly Wanamaker gets his opportunity because that's when Kemba went to the bench. But the point is, you know, besides the fact that Tatum had an off night, he was still attacking the rim. He could have been a closer if he could have just got him to fall. No, None more than his last shot attempt at the rim that just bounced four times off the edge of the rim and then just went out. Like, so typical for this night for him. It was He made great plays. They just were not go down. And so, tough one. It's going to happen. But I kind of thought he would come back around in the second half, and he's had some bad first start. Uh, first half starts, and then in the second half played much better, and tonight it just didn't happen. But it wasn't because Tatum played bad. Look, what about the alley-oop to Brown? And that's the one that really was making me think about how soft Brown's touch is. So before we talk about individual players, let's just talk about the way that the team is playing so correctly in the way that they share the ball and the big moment. It's well, like you've got four or five Isaiah Thomases. <laughs> well, Four or five in, in inside one person, like like kind of like cartoon no, where you four, you not, inside not you like know a clown car. <laughs> okay, like all, right, clown all right, car. all right. <laughs> you got like four or five guys that you can go to and trust, and and their right. confidence is rising so fast. Yeah, I mean this is this is where basketball is fun again. You know that's what this is. Basketball is fun again, and 
you know, you bring in somebody new and they're finding a way to contribute, you know, because they're all part of the same thing. It's, you know, Javante Green comes in and he gets some good minutes, particularly in the first half. You know, Wanamaker had really, I think, a, a solid game all around. Um, closing, you know, he was basically the closing point guard, you know, as things, you know, a lot more is going to be on his shoulders. Uh, you know, I thought Rob Williams had some good minutes. Tice, obviously. Uh, you know, this is where we are right now. And, and when, the, like you said, when Kemba Walker sets that tone, of like, hey, we're just playing ball here. You know, we're just having a good time. We're going to do what we can. We're going to move the ball. We're going to be successful. It's like the the Garnett, you know, the Garnett teams, Pierce, Garnett, and Allen, they had done it somewhere else and failed, and they knew they needed help to get over the over the edge. And now he's able to set that that tone for this team, Kemba is, and everybody's falling into place, you know, and 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 that's what's so beautiful about this. Everyone's in the right frame of mind. Everyone is in a perfect opportunity for their games and for and playing their money ball, to buying into the coach, buying into the coach instead of rejecting the coach, and so critical. And you know, we'll get into the injuries in a little bit, but even like you mentioned, Rob Williams, man, like here's the crazy good thing why I think he could be the starting center come playoff time. And it's not the alley-oops. It's not all the blocks. It's not the altering. It's the fact that he doesn't really get into foul trouble out there. Most, especially bigs, especially bigs picked late in the first round. Even Jalen still doesn't get respect. He gets so many ticky-tacky ones. Uh, Still gets them. And here's Rob Williams staying out of foul trouble. Like, he's not getting yanked from the game because you know he's used up his fouls and he's you know going to put him in the bonus and all that kind of stuff he's just getting pulled because i think they want to keep his confidence high i think that's they're managing him they're using tice as a let's go with tice to start the season and let's just make sure that we build rob the right way i mean look at his game not not in the game, not the the game before against the Spurs, right? Just phenomenal altering shots. What is it? Six blocks, just total beast mode, man. And and his athleticism is just disgusting off the charts. And and he will push that ball if he doesn't think he has an alley oop or an open shot. He completely moves it so it never gets stuck. It just keeps flowing. I'm telling you, he's going to be the starting center when we hit the playoffs. I'm not there yet, but I I I love what he's doing and I love the growth that he's showing. And if he can, I think, be a little bit more consistent with what he, you know, on the good side of things, I think you're right. I think he could be there. But Tyus just means so much for the, this team in terms of his shot making and his solid play. I think I think it's going to take a lot to unseat him, but it's it's all there for Rob Williams to to, to do with what he wants. Uh, and the way this team is going back to the earlier part, everybody's feeling good. Everybody feels like they're contributing, and they are hustling. They are working hard. They're working hard defensively, and in games like the Charlotte part game, of the reason they're getting but, hurt. Sure. Well, that's exactly right. But you look at the Dallas game, you look at the Charlotte game, uh, and, and a little bit in San Antonio. Those are games where a team is 
They're working hard. They're bringing defensive energy, and the Celtics are matching it. They're not getting hit and then falling backwards. They're getting hit and they're and they're hitting back harder. You know, and that's or they're moving the ball harder. They're cutting harder. They're they're picking up their own defensive energy. They're putting Switching better ball pressure faster on. than sure. anybody. That's, Absolutely, this is what he's talked about, meaning Brad, for so long, having that. You know, athletic, two, three, strong players. Like even you mentioned Javante Green, but he just fits that mold so well. Strong, super athletic. And Marcus Smart, once again, defends Porzingis like a champ. And it's just amazing that I think there was an article on Celtics blog. I can't remember who wrote it, but talking about Marcus Smart as the center. And I concur. I think on many nights they can get away with that. Even look at Marcus's defense on Giannis. I, I just they're so fast, they move around. It's really hard for a lot of offenses because they play that pick and roll, and when they don't play the pick and roll, they try to invert the offense and play the mismatch. Swing the ball around, catch somebody in a mismatch. If you don't have it rolling the pick and roll, but when there's no mismatch to exploit, it's just pick your poison, right? This is our one guy who's awesome. Um, it makes it really difficult for teams just intellectually to know what to do mm-hmm. because it's taking this thought, the thought, the thought process isn't so obvious, right? So it's almost like they have to keep attacking Kemba because that's about it. I mean, I don't know where else they're going to find a mismatch on this team. Uh, <laughs> Ennis Cantor. <laughs> yeah, but Ennis hasn't even been in the, in the I line. know. I think I'm, his I'm, minutes are. I think his. I know you're right. You're right about that. But yeah. I think his minutes are at risk, honestly. Oh, and, big and, time. And he's gonna be. He's gonna be a bench guy when the offensive droughts, which is exactly how he was utilized in the game tonight. Yeah. It's gonna be those offensive droughts when they think, let's go out there, let's just get some offensive rebounds, let's get that second unit some second chance opportunities. He didn't really get that tonight. Um, the rebounding piece, uh, offensively, I think he made one, you know, decent play, but I see him as as being very much strategic that way and otherwise riding pine. And we're gonna see whether or not he's gonna be content with that. That's that's the worry about him is the is he going to be able to sit and bide his time until the Celtics need him when they play against that team with a big front line another you know Joel Embiid rolls into town again or you I know any of those that's guys Canner's, I don't think that's Canner's matchup I think that's Rob Williams matchup shared with Tice it was an opening night though I mean Brad no Brad, but opening night was messy and sloppy and I mean you can base yeah. I think you can that the next game is coming up I think you could throw opening night out and not because they rattle off eight in a row but because I felt that way at the end of opening night <laughs> that game did not feel real to me no, and honestly I can't yeah, wait weird. till this club that we've watched since then gets a chance to go, you know, hit Al Horford in the mouth because I mean I and I love Al. But I but I just mean I just mean after opening night it looked really good for Al. Now the injuries are piling up in Philly. The Celtics are at the top of the East. You know, and and I don't know that they would have played this way with Al. I think it would have slowed down. And I you think know, your your point about Tice is well taken. Uh I I go back thirty years to Ferris Bueller. Life moves pretty fast, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and uh, I think 
you know, a lot of times in the NBA, we go through these massive player movement summers. 15 was one of them where, you know, ever 14, I guess, before the 15 season when, you know, LeBron goes to goes back to Cleveland and everything's kind of the, the snow globe gets shook up. Nobody was really talking about the Golden State Warriors, you know, and all of a sudden the Warriors go on this incredible five year run, really, or well, I guess 13 to 14 and, and on. With a that small ball center. Not small a ball center. Man. Sure. And I don't think anyone's going to confuse Tice or Rob Williams with uh, Draymond Green. But no. but the point is is that we get so far ahead of ourselves, I think, and say, oh, well, it's, it's so static, and the Spurs are going to win again like they did in 13. Well, about that. You know, it doesn't always work out that way. And so, you know, you kind of – you kind of go back through that whole routine and you're like, well, shoot, I thought we were, <laughs> I thought it was going to be like this. And it never is. Basketball always changes and the game changes ahead of sometimes even our, our wildest thoughts. And so the eight and one Celtics have the best net rating in the league. They're a top five <laughs> defense. They're a top five offense. Um, and they're just killing it. And, and you got to take your hats off to the young players, man. I said, roll yes. with the young, roll with the youngins, roll with the youngins. And you know, Kemba's definitely brought a certain culture, and I think there is a something to prove after last year uh, effect going on. But as far as your point about the defense, and you know, guys are scoring like maybe they would be more around the just above 500 mark right now if it was just Marcus Smart and and not uh, and and not Kemba Walker leading the team certainly could be the case but they'd still be on the right trajectory and you know they're all indoctrinated into Brad Stevens style and none of them have gotten to a point where their egos are too big and the point guard that they did choose to bring in with those players you know, just so happens is role modeling a not my egos too big. It totally places replaces that locker room culture that Horford was doing without slowing the game down. That's right. Yeah, and and I'm you know look, I think if Horford's here, he could play at this style. I don't think it's he's a difference in that regard, but losing him uh, and losing his role in the offense. And having simply a, a, a rim roller and, and a, a pick setter and, and those types of plays and what Tice is doing for these guys and what Rob Williams is doing, it allows us to do the first thing we were talking about, which is it allows Jalen, it allows Jason to make plays. And one for 18 from Jason Tatum was, was horrendous. But he set that play up. He set up some other plays. Jalen had one. Uh, an amazing rebound. He took one bounce and threw this, you know, basically half court bounce pass to to Jason, where it got knocked out of bounds and and ultimately he wasn't able to to finish it. But you know, those guys are are they're making they're they're earning their money, or in in Jason's case, he's going to be earning his money this summer when they offer him a max deal and making the Celtics are really smart for paying those guys the big bucks. Yep, up-tempo with good, solid defense and lots of opportunistic scoring, especially with the alley-oops, man. They are just loving it, and it is so much fun. But 
Football and basketball seasons are in full swing. Get into the game with our exclusive online sports betting partners, betonline.ag. Sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit to start betting college or professional ball. Every spread, every total, every winner or loser. Straight bet, parlay, or tease your way through the season. Who will win the NBA MVP? Get the fastest to market odds, updates, and payouts with our new sportsbook partners, betonline.ag. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, I live in Pennsylvania, but I like watching the Boston Celtics, which used to be a big pain for me because they don't always show their games in my area. But this season, I discovered an amazing trick that lets me watch every single NBA game live for a fraction of the normal cost. It's called ExpressVPN, and here's how it works. The NBA offers the NBA League Pass, which lets you stream games online. But if you live in the U.S. or Canada, it doesn't let you watch all of them. Some games are blacked out. So what do you do? Fire up ExpressVPN and use it to change your location to a different country. Buy and use the NBA League Pass from there and boom, no blackouts. And depending on the country, NBA League Pass could cost less than 15 bucks for a whole year. ExpressVPN works on your computer, phone, router, and consoles like Fire TV, so you can watch all the games from any device. Even when I'm not watching NBA, I have ExpressVPN on 24-7 because it also encrypts all my data, keeping it safe from hackers. Enjoy all 1,230 games of the NBA season in HD with the world's most trusted VPN, ExpressVPN. Use my special link today to get three months free at expressvpn.com slash CSL after which you can sign up for NBA League Pass at a huge, di- huge discount. That's expressvpn.com slash CSL for three months free with a one-year package. Visit expressvpn.com slash CSL to learn more. All right, so we got to talk about our boy Hayward, okay, because we really haven't paid it its due. You know, Canner comes back. Uh, comes off the injured, you know, list or, you know, comes off of injury and he gets a few minutes. Jalen comes off in a big way. You know, Kemba maybe bangs up a little bit, but maybe not. I don't think it's the end of the world. At the most, he misses a game. So then what's left? Well, what we've got is Hayward missing six weeks. That's right. During or right as the game was starting, we heard that he had successful surgery. It's probably going to be a six-month time frame. He's going to be back right around Christmas, depending on how, thing go, how, how things go. I actually think this could work out fine. I think it gives him just a little bit of the chip on the shoulder. It lets the rest of the players get good, but he establishes enough of his I've returned to all-star form right before the injury that he can come back and nobody's going to be upset about him getting his minutes. It's all just going to keep flowing. And it's kind of part of that whole load management issue that they ran into last year. And I think in ways like doing this and then giving some guys some nights off after a hot start, and that is the critical key to what is happening right now. Eight and one, keep pushing, keep pushing. Because if they get a little bit of cushion, 
then what they're going to have is the ability to rest guys on, you know, a couple of nights here and there. That way everybody stays fresh and has their, you know, has their moment in the sun. And the more games they win with Brown out like they just did, and the more games they win with Hayward out, the more comfortable Brad's going to be at letting guys sit one here and there and keep them fresh for the playoffs. It's playing out really nicely. You know, of course, I'd rather have Gordon Hayward healthy and, and playing and games better. I mean, you know, we all – that goes without saying. We all want him to keep rolling. But truthfully, uh, this isn't like season-ending blah, 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 blah. You know, it's just – it sucks. But it's – okay, it's, it's six weeks. And look, I, I'm not going to – uh, yes, I'm always optimistic. We talked about how Gordon Hayward was going to come back the year that he broke his foot and the whole thing, and it didn't happen. Now, this just isn't gonna... like that. Non-shooting hand. Yeah. Shooting yeah. hand, shooting yeah. hand, and I am freaking out. Well, look no at Tice doubt. tonight. I mean, and I'm not saying that he it's, – it's the same type of injury, but – there's a lot you can do with a busted busted digit, you know. So my guess is he's back before the six weeks, you know. What maybe five weeks? I don't know, but I just got a feeling he's gonna find a way to get back in the game sooner. He wants to be there. Uh, he wants to get back to what he's doing. I think this has been so important to get back that that swagger that. That confidence just oozing from him. I mean, the, just the way he's controlling the game, whether it's, you know, and facilitating Charlotte, the offense. That absolutely. was just yes. so critical. They yeah. are going to miss that to some degree, but Kemba can play it and Smart can play it. And even Brown, his playmaking is getting better um, because it's required of that particular role on the floor. Uh, is honestly the reason why. It's how they're running their system. But you know, you'd see Hayward dribble the ball up and give Kemba a break. And that's where the Wanamaker role came in in the game tonight. And it's different because you're not – you had some Wanamaker and, and Kemba on the floor at the same time, but not really. But with Hayward, you've got that starting lineup, and Kemba can get a, a little bit of a rest for setting up the offense. You throw a different look. And we're not really getting that out of any other player that – you know, is really truly in the starting five, except for you know, save Marcus Smart. Yeah, no, and and Marcus, I think Marcus can can play a bigger role too. I mean, I think Wanamaker's emergence, arrival, uh, you know, it's kind of weird. I I can't think of another guy who basically played next to no minutes one year as a, a veteran, a rookie veteran, you know, the, he's in this weird dynamic, but doesn't play almost at all last season, comes in this year, and he's a, he's a key piece. He's one of the few guys on this team with some some veteran savvy uh, coming off Carson's the Carson's Edwards. They need him. Car- Carson Edwards' minutes to take, Wanamaker grabbed him. Yeah, and, and I, I don't think – I don't think it – says anything bad about Carson long-term either. You know, it's just they need somebody who's competent handling the ball. And if you're not going to have Gordon Hayward out there, it's tougher to, to hand those minutes to Carson and say, okay, well, you know, smarts on the floor. You're, you're good. I don't, I don't know if I feel good enough about that right now. You know, he's going to get hot and he's going to make things happen. But for right now, Carson just, um, he's got to bide his time and play hard and, and get his, 
get his moment get his momentum going uh like some of these guys have have been able to do and and Javante is another guy who's taking advantage of that time whereas the size thing I think you know we were talking about Wanamaker filling that role as kind of a playmaker facilitator. I think in terms of the size, defending somebody on the wing with some size and some athleticism, he's he's filling that role admirably as well. I was kind of hoping Romeo would get a shot tonight, but Green's playing so well, you can't take those minutes away from him. And and you know Romeo's doing great things with the Red Claws, you know already. So let's let's have him keep building that momentum uh, when they have their home home opener on uh, on Friday night. You're going to that, right? Is that the game you're going to? It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. What? I'm, I'm so bummed. Yes. Wait, the school ran out of tickets, and they said, oh, sorry, can't do it. So. What? I'm, uh, yeah, I know. I'm what? Bummed. Yeah, I know. Dude, wait. I know. Do they All know right, who so I am? I know. I, <laughs> uh, clearly not. Oh man! All right, so here's something else. Just looking around the league, right? So Lakers are what seven and two. Boston's eight and one. So Boston's got the best record in the NBA after that game. Lakers play Toronto. Uh, actually, I guess they're about 13 minutes into that game because it's the the late night matchup after the Celtics matchup. But here's what I, I wanted to point out, and it's the fact that Toronto and and this may slide now that Lowry got hurt. You have got to take your hat off to Toronto coming off of a championship, which everybody felt like they bought with the addition of, you know, Kawhi Leonard, who then leaves for the Clippers. And yet there they are tied for the second best record in the league with the Lakers. And who else is seven and two Denver? And uh, that's an amazing start to a season following up on a late end of last season, because sometimes that creates a little drag you know, for a team coming off a championship. But to have Kawhi, just an absolute MVP stud muffin, come off that roster and for them to still compete at this level, I know they're in the I know they're in the division. I know there are a main competition, but you have got to take your hats off to that team right now. You just do. They're playing, yeah. I mean, and and all all the more impressive the Celtics beat them too. I mean. You could say, well, it was a home game. They should have had him anyway. But look, that's they're playing good ball. Uh, Siakam is out of is is playing amazingly well. Odin, and Obi's playing amazingly His well. Player of the week last you know? week. Yeah. So like, you you tip your cap to him. Now, I don't know if they're gonna sustain even Van this. Fleet. Even Van sure. Fleet looks really good next sure. to Lowry, and now sure. he's gonna take the reins. Absolutely right. Exactly with Lowry out. Yeah. So. Now, will they, I don't know that they'll be there in the end, personally. I'm, I'm not. But regardless, it's, it's impressive. And you look at this, you know, this situation of what's, you know, kind of staring, staring at yourself in the face is like, there's a lot of really good teams in this league right now. And I don't know that the gap between West to East is as big as everyone made it out to be. Uh, we're going to find out. Certainly, the Celtics go on this West Coast trip here. Uh, not so much in Golden State, but it's but the other, whole other it's the whole depth thing. The West it's, Western yes. Conference is always deeper than the Eastern Conference, and that'll remain this year. But in terms of like who's the best team in the league, you know the Lakers are going to be dangerous uh, just based on size. Like size and strength alone is going to make them a very tough matchup. But if you want to beat Goliath, 
You got to be quick and agile, baby. Best That's matchup. Right. Best matchup against the Lakers, which would be so sweet just to see, you know, if the Celtics could actually win a championship this year by running all around the Lakers after getting spurned by Davis, who's already talking that he might end up in Chicago. Like, what a joker he is. He's <laughs> like Kyrie all over again. Uh, I just got to L.A. after I forced myself out of New Orleans and said that this is where I want to be and it's the only place I want to go. I haven't even been in town for freaking 10 games into the season, and I'm already saying, well, you never know. I might might opt out. I might wind up in Chicago. All he's saying is, if LeBron retires, I'm out of here. It breaks your heart, doesn't it? It oh, really so disgusting. If you wanted that guy, goes, he's like, of course I did. He's of course he's, I did. Nah, I don't like these guys. I don't like I don't like the Kyrie thing. I don't like the Durant thing, and I don't like the Davis thing. Forget well, you guys. You know, I, look, we're gonna we're gonna see that that brings up this, this question. You know, I, we're talking about only regular season only. I think this is a completely sustainable for the Celtics. I think they could actually absolutely go into uh, the playoffs as the number one seed in the East. I I do believe that. I believe that the way that Brad Stevens plays, the way this team is playing, barring you know further hospital Celtic situations, I think they could end up as the number one seed in the East. You know, they're nine games in. What did I say? Forty-eight know? wins. I think so. Oh, yeah. oh man, I was fifty-three. I felt uh, that was a little bold, but you know, maybe I think not. It, yeah, well, no, 58, I think, if they're number one. Uh, they may not make 60, but they're going to be in it. They're definitely going to be in it. But yeah, yeah. They could be in the high but, 50s, like you said, but, barring any crazy injuries. But, you know, the the thing is, it's like – With the Memphis pick on the horizon. Right, right. That doesn't need to get traded. But I don't think it's like – you can be a great regular season team, and they may not be at that class – in terms of a playoff run, that's the that's going to be what we're going to have to find out because those those Isaiah Thomas, Brad Stevens teams, less talented though, they weren't able to get through as far in the playoffs. The Just Terry Rozier, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum team, oh, and Marcus Smart made it to seven games with LeBron and Kyrie and Kevin Love. Yeah, but that was the worst Eastern Conference. Like we had ever seen I that mean, Cleveland team just had cultural bad. dysfunction, but the whole when it East hit the, was bad. The whole yeah, East. It wasn't we're just not Cleveland. talking about we're not talking about regular season record. We're talking about no, going I'm to talking the Eastern about Conference. No, I know, but Eastern Conference Finals up against LeBron, Kyrie, and Kevin Love with a scrappy group of upstarts goes seven games, and even then doesn't get blown out in Game Seven. You know. Didn't have quite what it took, but this is a different team now. This is a different team. I, I'm I'm not sure that I agree with you. I don't think that they came close to be be ever beating the Cleveland Cavaliers. Personally, I don't think it was ever in doubt that Cleveland was going to probably win those series. You know, and it's not because I didn't want it to happen, but but realistically, you know, once you know, once the once you know, we could see that. Unfortunately, it wasn't going to happen, and and um, you know the injuries the, to to, uh, to it. You no no it. We're not talking about. We're talking about the year after that. We're talking about. Okay, you're talking year, about the hospital Celtics. Yeah, I'm yeah, but that was the worst Eastern Conference ever. I like what are you talking about? 
It Dude, surely right does. Up, right if up you until, have to go through right three up. difficult no. rounds, Come that's one on. thing. You had to go play Stop friggin' it. Philadelphia 76ers Stop with it. Ben Simmons, Stop who it. will not shoot a three. It has nothing to do with it. You're, it has you're everything talking. to do with it. No, you have to win nothing. three rounds to get okay, to fine. <laughs> that's fine, but you went up against the LeBron You didn't go Kyrie. against Kyrie. No, Kyrie was in Boston. Oh, that's right. He was injured. Right. Yeah. It was LeBron and Kevin Love. Still, you went up against LeBron. It's You're right. Terrible. It was weak. You're right. It was yeah. right. It was Kyrie yeah. with the Isaiah Thomas here. That's why you threw that's me with the Kyrie thing. I yeah. thought it was your You've got team. it. Yep. No, I should have thrown you because Kyrie wasn't on our team, at least right. not healthy. I was messing that up. It was blending the two years for sure. Less sure he was helping either one, but that's a whole yeah. other story. However, that team went, you know, remember Jason Tatum right up until about three minutes after Jason Tatum dunked on LeBron's face. Yes. We still believed that we had a shot to go to the finals and that this team could sneak up. That's been two years removed. Tatum and Brown are way better. Way better than they I were think. at that postseason run. Now you're adding Kemba. You know what I mean? So I don't know if you're like it, trying, you're saying that that Horford's the key reason why you don't think that this team, even if it's still, even if it's still the weak Eastern Conference, you don't think that that they could go to the finals and, you know, well, I, I guess I'm not sure what you mean. Like I'm saying that that a team that's that's built. The way the Brad Stevens teams are, um, they they overachieve in the in the regular season. Um, they're a tough out, but you know I don't know if they have the the roster is constructed and they have enough talent to get them over the line. Is what I'm saying. I'm not sure when we get into a final situation with the Clippers or the Lakers or. Maybe even Eastern Conference Final with you know Giannis and uh, or Embiid. Are we going to have enough? Can we play the way we want to play, and it's going to be successful in a playoff setting when everything slows down and you and you play your five versus your best five versus their best five and very little bench play. Like that's that's what I worry about is whether or not we have enough talent, top tier talent to win those types of games. Yeah, the rotation is eight players in the postseason, and your top six are pretty solid. And mm-hmm. if Rob Williams is at all improved over the course of the season, that takes you to seven, and you've got Canner slash Green slash whatever as your eighth, right? Which at number eight's a little rough. It'll be based on matchups, but it won't matter. This team's top heavy with talent, dude. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It's, it's, it's top heavy, and, but and all the of the te- and <laughs> I don't think you, know? you need one. That's what I'm getting at. And that's all right, dude. To be continued. This We're broadcast will be available on demand on the CLNS Media Mobile app. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at CSL underscore Justin and at CSL underscore Duke. A heartfelt thank you to everybody for tuning in. And remember that you can support the show by subscribing to Celtic Stuff Live on iTunes and Stitcher. We'd love it if you gave us a rating and a review because your feedback is important to the show. And for staff writer Samuel Elias. Executive producer Larry H. Russell, the founder of CLNS Media, Nick Gelso, and my co-host John Duke. I'm Justin Poole, and thank you for listening to this week's edition of Celtic Stuff Live.
All right, John. So uh, we didn't do the predictions last week. We went three and one, both of us, and the team went four and zero. So there's that. Uh, first game coming up this week is Wednesday against the Washington Wizards. That game is at home. Then they hit the road and they play the Golden State Warriors. That's right. The very, very injured and underwhelming uh, Golden State Warriors all of a sudden. This used to be one of the ones you'd circle. Uh, looks like an easy win there. Sunday, the Sacramento Kings. Uh, tough, no tough West Coast trip for the West Coast. <laughs> yeah, Phoenix Suns. The then it most, turns around. <laughs> yep, the most difficult matchup is going to be that Monday night. Now, um, will Wait, probably, what? You think worse than the Clippers and Denver? No, 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 Clippers. No, no, no. We got the Warriors. When it's it's Wizards, Warriors, Kings. Sons. So the but most difficult. Well, then they do. But we'll have a show. We'll have a show. I got you. I got you. And I was just saying we have. Yeah, yeah. No, then it gets those tough. two. Yeah, we'll but, be tough. But the Suns, I don't. I'm going to be on a plane while that game is being played. So we will probably record that Sunday. So we're probably just looking at the three weak ass games that they have. I think they go three and zero. Oh. I, you know, I just I don't see the Warriors. The only team that might punch them in the mouth, honestly would be the Wizards with a motivated Isaiah Thomas. If they're going to lose one this week, it's going to be coming off rattling eight wins in a row. Uh, even though they'd be home, they got a couple of nights off. Maybe they get a little tired. Maybe Kemba can't play, and Isaiah Thomas goes berserko. But I'm still going 3-0 and this week, and then you and I can pick it up for the Phoenix Suns and through the Clippers contests. Yeah, that next week's gonna be really tough, I think. But I agree. I think three and zero is is the place to be. It's gonna be it time, you know, which will be exciting. Be great to see uh, the little guy back in Boston. That'll be a lot of fun. Playing, playing well. Uh, that's that's a that's that's gonna be exciting. Bradley Beal is playing well, so see him kind of re re uh, reacquaint himself with Jason Tatum, uh, and. Uh, the, the Warriors game, I, you know, look, they're bad, so that won't be uh, the same game. And, and the Kings game, Kings were supposed to be really good this year, you know. So, you know, and, and now with Darren Fox out, so that game turns even more so uh, the Celtics way. So we'll see what happens with Kemba. You know, that's the other the other piece of this is, you know, it seems like after, you know, we're, as again, we're recording this right after the game, so not sure, you know, what the – how that will all turn out, you guys may know more as you're listening to this, but seems to me like he'll be able to play on on Wednesday against the Wizards. But yeah, three and zero, man. It's the, the train keeps a rolling. Eleven and one, you know. Uh, look out! <laughs> Here come the Celtics, dude. Could you imagine eleven and one? No, I don't. I can't. Even that imagine. pace projects out to what, like eight losses? Something like that. I seriously thought we were looking at like a like a 500 start because of the next because next week is so rough. Yeah, but, but they but they slaughtered everybody on the way to that. Even that, if they even, even if they lost all that, three, yeah. 11 and four would be amazing. I know, <laughs> you know? I know, dude. <laughs> I know, it's bananas. If they go 500 over the next two weeks, they'd be 11 and four. Amazing, if, right? If, yeah, they got a they have a ninety one point six percent 
uh, win percentage if they went uh, if, if they go three and L this week. Yeah. So that works out to seventy five wins. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Here come the Warriors. It's <laughs> disgustingly awesome. Seventy five wins. Could you yeah. believe it? So they're on a seventy five win pace. Yeah. So yeah. So only seven losses actually. <laughs> Oh wow! It, fingers crossed, bro. Fingers crossed. I know. Well, and 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 they're all and they're number one in the in the power rankings too, which means absolutely nothing. But uh, it's nice to well, see them get their due. Do. Yep, absolutely. Finally. About time. All right. Well, well, they're not apologizing, and neither are we. So no. if you're still listening, you're welcome. 